Today in Gamerhead Radio, we've all finally started playing a game together, and it's just, it's it's not at all what any of us expected. <laughs> this is really weird, we're man. Shooting asteroids out of the sky. Yeah, listen, we're literally going pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Gamerhead Radio started like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a uh, Conflu episode of uh, Gamerhead Radio. I am Charlie Technotronic Ronworthly. Candy Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Charlie's got cooties. <laughs> Coughing on schedule. Morbius for villains, come on! Cooties! <laughs> and I am not even close to sick goat. <sighs> Which is amazing, because you were you were running audio, like you were helping do stage setup and audio for us in Vias Villains last weekend, and you spent a substantial portion of your time in, in main events with us and like the rave and shit where all the cooties get... Get gestated in the uh-huh. sweat box the, the, where the, the rave is held. The rave is, is a petri dish. It is disgusting. It was a yeah. It was something. Hoy. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, you just took your hoodie off, and I'm looking at your shirt coat. That is. Um, <laughs> oh, that's MC Lars shirt. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's my MC Lars shirt that has uh, both ET and uh, Michael Jackson throwing it up. That's a family photo right there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's probably true. Mm, unfortunate. So real quick, before we get started, uh, once again, I know we thanked him a hundred times, but I'm going to do it again. Uh, thank you very much to Christopher Sabat for uh, hanging out with us on our uh, on our honorary third anniversary episode last week, um, recorded live at Anime Apocalypse. If you haven't listened to and or watched it yet, uh, make sure to check it out. Uh, the audio versions on our stream as well as uh, as well as the rest of our episodes, as well as on SoundCloud, and um, all. And then the video version is available on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv backslash GamerHeadRadio and at youtube.com backslash GamerHeadRadio. Um, the video versions are exactly the same in both places. Um, the audio is uh, balanced a little bit just because I had I was able to do some things in post. But um, but yeah, no, really. Really fun episode, really good time. What um, a f- what a f- what a great, just like a fantastic way to ring in three years of Gamerhead Radio. Yeah, yeah. you know, with with such good company. Couldn't yep. have thought of a better way to do it yeah, myself. We would love to know what you guys thought. If you have any comments, critiques, criticisms, compliments, whatever about uh, about our episode last week, um, please let us know. Um, you know, editors at Gamerhead Radio or any of our sh- or any of our social media channels. Uh, <laughs> uh, please upvote my uh, my my T bone penis on DeviantArt, please. <laughs> Oh, by the way, John, here you go. Oh, you actually have that? I, I kept it. <laughs> oh, that should go on the Gamerhead Radio fridge. We don't have one of those, but it should. Yeah, we definitely need to start a wall of shame in this. We're, I'm going to sign that, and we're going to frame it. There you go. It's modern art, man. Um, so aside from um, uh, John, you and I, and not goat, jerk face, dealing with our respective conflu uh, variances, um, how was your week? You hear this? That's what's left of the... the... <laughs> The snot in my nose It's disgusting um, Every time we do these cons I get fucking sick um, Week's been good uh, Very busy uh, With non-con related things Every time we do conventions And then like Pulling double duty Doing Villains and Gamerhead This weekend Like Villains Friday and Saturday night And then Gamerhead Saturday Right Like skidding off the stage I got a funny story about that Well I'll tell it at some point During the show But um, Skidding off the stage And then sitting down Next to you guys And, and Chris Sabat Um 
whenever we have these kind of con weekends, the, my personal life suffers terribly. So I have to get back to it and be an adult and do damage control and everything that I was neglecting while I was busy uh, uh, being a fancy clown over the weekend. So it was a good week. Uh, just uh, tiring, busy. How about you, Charlie? Um, also busy. Um, you know, I, I'm realizing now I only get con flu after like anime cons. I don't get con flu after pony cons. I would, I'm going to say this and I know that some of you guys are listening are, are con goers and like these villains fans. And I see you at a lot of the anime cons. And I mean this in the sweetest kind, most kind possible way I can muster. <laughs> but this is, I say this from pure experience because I've been playing anime conventions around the country for the last like four years on the regular anime kids are the sweetest, most filthy, dirty, crusty little children on the planet. <laughs> they, all they want to do is watch cartoons. There's no time for showering. There's just anime, <laughs> animus and waifus and, and, and junk food and no showers. That's it. Wonderful, <laughs> sweet, dirty little children. That's why they the cooties everywhere. Okay, noted. More yeah. more hand sanitizer next time. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, nothing out of the ordinary for me. Just uh, kind of the same thing. Catching up on my uh, uh, personal and professional lives. Um, yeah, just working through some backlog and some work stuff. But uh, yeah, nothing nothing interesting for you, folk. Go. How about you? Same thing. You unplug for three days and the world spins, and then you have to make that three days up. Yeah, especially in your case because you you put in more time into. You know, anime Apocalypse then I think John and me combined yeah, yeah, I yeah. easily. I, I did the numbers and I think I put sixty hours of actual on shift time into APOC. Yeah. You, it's uh, a good days. thing we paid you a substantial sum to help us over the course of the <laughs> yes. weekend for all that work. Yes, yes. <laughs> um yeah, it's you know, when uh you know John and I walked into uh, the green room at the con on uh on uh, on Saturday night after after things had wound down, when we, we discovered Goat in there, um, and uh, Goat was <clears throat> enjoying his um, <laughs> his think, time off. I think the probably more than I think I'd seen him enjoy his time off in a while. I think the professional term here is hammered. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, yes, lady, lady, I got Lady Deliriumed. It started with "What do you want to drink?" and I don't remember much after that. <laughs> do not let Sarah mix you a drink. She will poison you every time. I now have that life experience. In a sweet way, though. She's just like, I can see you've been on your feet for many hours. You look like you're in pain. Here, drink this. You'll feel better. Like, no good sentence ever started yes. with, here, drink this. You yes. know, no, and, no and, adventure. And what she yeah. meant is you'll, you'll, you'll feel nothing That's until right. next morning. <laughs> better than hurting. So, yeah. Same kind of thing with Corey, the um, the you know the, uh, the 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 chair of the con. Um, I um, I ran into him Friday night, and I could see that he had been running ragged. And um, I was sitting talking with him, and then he got a call over the radio that said, "Corey, where are you at? We got a we have we have a glass of absinthe here for you." And he was just like, "I gotta go," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then he was gone. That phone ringing. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, so before we get into what we've been playing, uh, coming up in releases this week, on uh, Monday, February 1st, Tales of Symphonia is coming out on PC. On Tuesday, February 2nd, Cobalt is coming out on the Xbox 360, the Xbox One, and PC. Mega Dimensional Neptunia 7 is coming out on the PS4. Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, uh, they're still making Digimon games. I did not know that. It's coming out. I think, it, I think the... it's been kind of a resurgence. Digimon yeah. stuff is coming back a little bit. Gotcha. On the PS4 and the Vita. Um, Albedo Eyes from Outer Space on the PS4. Amazing Discoveries in Outer Space on the PS4. Um, I wonder if those are related. Um, <laughs> uh, Crypt of the. Um, okay, this is not. I, I'm going to express in advance. I am pronouncing this correctly. Crypt of the Necro Dancer on the PS4 and the Vita. I, I don't know. Huh. <clears throat> Not a Hero on the PS4. 
Nitro Plus Blasters with the Z. Heroines uh, Infinite Duel on the PS3 and the PS4. Gravity Rush Remastered it's getting its release on the PS4. I heard that was a good game, actually. I, I've heard really good things about it. Um, Royal Defense on the Vita and Aped, AIPD, on the PS4. On Wednesday, February 3rd, Fortified is coming on the Xbox One and PC. And The Flame in the Flood on the Xbox One. On Thursday, February 4th, Shoot Shimi Seriously Swole on what? On on the Wii U eShop. Yes. And, uh, game and that's, about muscles. That's that's S H U then umlaut T S H I M I Shoot Shimi Seriously Swole. We 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 looked up this game because we were curious about the title and it's like a side scrolling like um like a like a Tantra style train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I, it even says like it's utter chaos in the middle of the game. Like they're not kidding. It's and there's crazy, a man. weird bicep at the bottom corner of the screen pulsating. Yes, and yeah. randomly hipster glasses appear on the screen for some weird reason. Um I think yeah. I think Nintendo outbought the Vita rights for this one. Maybe, maybe. No, it, it, uh, I, when I was on the website, I noticed it's currently on like Steam and other platforms, ah. including oh. the Vita. So the, making it to the Wii U, I guess, is its last stop. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and on Friday, February 5th, XCOM 2 is coming to the PC. You know, a lot of people are looking forward to that, that one. That snuck up. And uh, Naruto, Naruto Shippuden. Uh, oh, my God. Naruto Shippuden. Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> That's still not right. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 coming to the PC. Um, and also, seeing as how this is the first episode of the month of February, I can tell you about your free games that you're going to be uh, able to get on Xbox Live Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus. On Xbox Games with Gold, on the Xbox One, you're getting uh, from February 1st through February 29th, because Leap Year, uh, Hand of Fate. I wonder if that has anything to do with Manos. Um, probably not, but it'd be great if it did. There is a Manos Hands of Fate that game. That would be amazing. Yeah. There, there, there is a Manos Hands of hands, Fate game. Hands, the Hands of yeah. Fate. <laughs> that, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, Mystery Science Theater, go look it up. And uh, from February 16th through March 15th, uh, Styx, Master of Shadows. Uh, that's, that's actually kind of a good get. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I've seen it. I'm not familiar with it at Wait, all. Wait, it's after the band? No. No. Oh, no. I've seen the spelling and I was like... That is not a good get. <laughs> I was waiting for Rock Band Sticks Edition because everybody wants that. Yeah, right? well, Sticks no. is like a, it's like a stealth action game where you play as like this goblin named Sticks. It's like a huh. goblin. Like a, it's a very grown up, it's like an adult title. Oh, okay, and uh, so both of those are on the Xbox One and the, on the Xbox 360. But these games also do now play on the Xbox One. Thank you, backwards compatibility. Um, from February 1st through February 15th, you're getting Sacred uh, Citadel, and from February 16th through February 29th, Gears of War 2. Hey, and oh, uh, right. so those are your free uh, your free Xbox. Slowly but surely, games. I'm getting all the Gears yeah. games. <laughs> and on the PlayStation Plus side of things, um, on the PS3 for the month of February, uh, Grid Autosport. Um, Hell Divers: Democracy Strikes Back on the PS4, the PS3, and the Vita. Lemmings Touch on the Vita. Nom Nom Galaxy on the PS4. Nova 111 on the Vita, and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax on the PS3. Seems like kind of both uh, both consoles took kind of the easier route on some of these lists. I'm not super impressed by either either list this month. It's uh, February. I, that that's the thing though it like this is the lull this is the yeah. time to like grab people's attention and like make something impressive yeah. i say they should have saved grim fandango for this month personally yeah, yeah. but um yeah um well, they all can't be winners yeah and yeah. they are free so you really can't cry that's true i go. mean well they're free with your paid membership so yes, that's that's yes. uh you know that is all right so you put your 60 bucks in and you break it down to like what a bucket game 
Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. So, John, what did you play this last week? Played a lot of stuff this week. Um, as seems to be kind of a trend with me lately, I did not play large quantities of these things, but I did play a lot of stuff. So here's the list. I played some more uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. I'm probably about nine hours into this game. Really enjoying it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the farther you get into it, you do become very attached to your characters. And I'm not playing in this mode, um, but for those of you that don't know, you can your characters can die permanently if you play in that mode of the game. Oh, so wow. you really, if you're playing, everyone says in order to get the most out of the game, you need to play it in that mode because you do get kind of attached to your characters. They have this brilliant system where you can, it's like a tactics ogre or Final Fantasy tactics type game, but you can take two people and pair them up together in one square so they fight together and get added bonuses and the they have like a grading system the more you put them together the more their relationship improves and they open up things where they work together or and then there's like little conversation branches that happen with just those two characters between cutscenes and stuff where their relationship improves and there are bonuses to it so you do get kind of attached to characters so the idea of them permanently dying would I, it's a victory I'll say because uh, if if those characters were to die I would be bummed out because yeah. I'm very attached to them. So that game's really good. Uh, I'm playing that on my 3ds. Um, <clears throat> I played I I played uh, Rare Replay this week. Mm. Um, it is much better than the average like anniversary collection. Yes. Um, have you had a chance to play it? Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I. A lot of times when people do this, they just slap shit together and don't put any thought into it. And in as much as they could, like the menus are really thoughtful and the yep. interface for it is very thoughtful. And uh, you could tell that they, I mean, even the little intro song where they have all of them dancing and mm-hmm. stuff on like a little stage show type thing. It was very thoughtful. Yes, um, yeah, the easily worth fantastic. thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Easily worth thirty bucks. And just going into the game and starting it, you get like twenty point achievements for like all of them. So uh really easy to get achievements from this game. Also, if you had played any of the three sixty versions of those games when they were out before, so like um like uh, uh Cameo, for example. Yeah. If you then go into that game, it will then check your achievements and it'll reassign you achievements for Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like with like I started Cameo and it didn't do that, and I finished Cameo. Oh, Weird. under the same gamer tag for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, I don't know because it did it for me. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to look into this. Um, so, but I, I really appreciated it. I thought they did a great job, and it tickled me to play Jet Force Gemini again and Blast Core. No, I, I no, I haven't tried Jet Force Gemini yet, but I've heard that people say that the uh, that the that the uh, the way they mapped the controls onto the Xbox One controller was not good. Uh, you can change them. They added. Uh, a control option. They even tell you now with like alternate control scheme. Uh, you know, like they changed it. So you think so that that was pushed through an update? Yeah. Okay. It, okay. I, it was for sure. Um, but it sure does look nice. Like all of that like poor frame rate and fog that you know, it's all gone. Like it's the best it'll ever look. Probably it looks great. Right. Nice. Um, cool. Uh, I played um, Call of Duty Black Ops Three. How are you liking it? Um, I'm not impressed with the campaign. No. Uh, I only made it about 40 minutes into the campaign, and I quit. Now, this is coming from somebody who... I'm not, I've not been crazy about the Call of Duty series for a long time, for obvious reasons. I did play Advanced Warfare, which you borrowed from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the campaign, the story for the campaign. I The campaign itself, playing-wise, was kind of eh. Um, this game is the first Call of Duty in a very long time to make noticeable improvements to the multiplayer. Mm. They are trying some different things. It almost has like MMO style classes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, 
it does not look or feel like Call of Duty when you're playing it. Now, the one thing that everybody's like louding it for that I'm kind of chuckling about is the movement system for it, which it flat the fuck out aped from Titanfall. It's just Titanfall's like wall running and oh, double jumping okay. system, <laughs> and uh, it feels weightier. Yeah, but it's. They said, we're not going to do that. We don't need to do that. We're Call of Duty. They're like, look at this. We're doing this now. <laughs> uh, so, but it, it's it's fun. I mean, it's the same shit that you're used to. You go and shoot people, you know, level up, unlock gun parts. But it seems like they put a little more effort into it. Um, uh, and then I checked out but have not played Just Cause 3 yet. I'll talk about that next week. Um, I played some more Witcher. Slowly, fucking slowly making my way through that. Um, which which Witcher? Witcher three. Okay. Yeah. Um, a bunch of Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. I played actually a bunch of Battlefront with Ricky last night. I know I'm running a little long in the tooth, but I really played a lot of shit this week. <laughs> uh, I played that uh, Games with Gold free game Zeros Z H E R O S. It's just a side scrolling beat 'em up like Double Dragon style type game. It's cute. It's not anything lasting. I I've already uninstalled it. Uh, and I started Life is Strange. I'm only about <laughs> forty minutes into it. Have you guys started this Mm-mm. or played it? Do it. It's fucking great. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The beginning is really cute and kind of sweet in a way and meaningful. It's it's like it's like a it's a hipster game. It's like a little like the hipster game, smart little hipster game. Huh. But there's a twist to it. It does have a dark side to it. I won't tell you what it is, but okay. at the beginning you're like, Oh, well fuck. And immediately, like, I was intrigued by, like, oh, they're trying to make this sweet, like, kind of little indie hipster type game, and then a thing happens near the beginning, and I was just like, oh, well, now I must see more. Okay. Uh, so, it's worth it. Pick it up. It's cool. Next time it goes on sale, I Telltale I'll, style I'm game, you guys yeah. will feel right at home with that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and lastly, I played... Um, I mean, is it straight up Telltale style, or is it, like, mixed up a bit? Like, is it... It's mixed... I mean, it's got its own ideas. Like, okay. uh, you interact with the backgrounds in somewhat of a different way. Um, okay. But they tell you the beginning, the choices you make in this game are going to op- affect the outcome oh, wow. of the like it's that much telltale. Okay. Um and it's an episodic game that doesn't feel episodic if you just play it straight through. Right. But um your choices do affect what you do, so be careful. Um but some of the other little mechanics and menus and the way that they do things in there, um it seems like a telltale style game where they give you more choices that affect your outcome that aren't just related to dialogue choices okay you know what i mean um more interacting with the background can change the flow of things so um do it i think you guys will both like it okay um and then lastly metal gear solid 5 this game has me (laughs) Uh, please send help (laughs) how far are you uh i uh, just finished the 10th mission okay um i just got diamond dog Hmm. and i am going to do the side op where you go to meet re-meet huey um emmerich and um i love it man and just when i think that like oh this is this is what they've built and you can do these things within this little fishbowl the fishbowl gets bigger and Mm -hmm. they drop more fish in the bowl you know they just keep making it more um interesting they just keep adding shit to it you know and uh it's very very impressed with it i I don't think I have enough time during my portion because I've already been talking for 10 minutes about what I played <laughs> to express my thoughts on this. So maybe we'll talk about it on another episode coming up or something. But uh, it is mad dope. And I will already say, given that I'm about 12, 10, 12 hours into Metal Gear and I'm about 10 hours into Witcher 3, I think Metal Gear is a better game. Sorry, Witcher people. Um, Goat, what'd you play? Uh, a little bit here and there. Uh, Diablo. But, you know, we're getting... 
tired of that. I think yeah. I just crusted like I'm almost a Paragon 90. You can't it's a, fathom it's a why. You're burning out? No, 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 no. I'm saying the <laughs> listeners are burning out. Oh, hell no. I'm not burning out. Uh, yeah, we're, we're creeping up on Paragon 90. So uh, I'm up to, we're playing on Torment level 5 now of 10. So it's it's getting insane. It's fun. It's it's the same shit. Uh, but in lieu of you guys, you know, getting bored and beating your head into the wall, uh, I tried some other things this week. Um, a little weird stuff. I played Tom Clancy's Division, the beta, because uh, I got a little uh, invite to that yeah. Um I actually might pick that up. It's a really? Third really? It's a third-person shooter. Ah, but ah, um, ah. it's from what I played the beta, it's really good. Like it's a very right like on. cover-based uh, shoot 'em up kill everything that moves kind of thing. And I'm like, I can get behind this. I, you know, <laughs> I've heard mostly that. good, too. Yeah, it's really good. It's uh, The graphics are really good. The idea, the stories, before I seen, obviously, was decent. Um, then I played two weird games that I had thoroughly enjoyed. One, okay. um, I'm demanding both you play as musicians. Uh, it's called Inside My Radio. Okay. It's mm. a side-schooler platformer. Okay. What uh, what platform is this on? It's on Xbox One. Oh, okay. Um, and it's, uh, so you're, you're doing a side-school platformy thing. And but there's a catch. Um, you can only do actions like jumping and, and, and sliding and all that stuff on beat to the music. Uh-huh. Okay. Which it sounds simple. It's not. <laughs> it sounds very mobile gamey. Yeah, uh, it's actually it, it plays really well. It's uh the, the soundtrack's amazing. It's a bunch of uh, like dubstepy stuff. There's a disco set, there's a whole bunch of like dancing music stuff. But um it's very simple but very infectious. I'm I'm actually stuck at the moment. Uh, there's a there's a boss that I have to do the timing, and they're chasing you, and I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, and then the other game uh, that I found is called Unepic. It's uh, Metrovania style, um, kind of uh, horror discovery kind of thing. Okay. Um, some dude gets uh, sucked into an RPG um, via we don't know yet. And you're living out this RPG, and it's you, you know, it's Metrovania, and just the references. There's a Star Trek reference into it, which is what got me into it. I was watching oh, okay. a game clip, and they're talking about John Luke Picard, and the narrator tells him to say hi to the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fourth wally and very um, okay. Yeah, it's 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 really good um, so far. And I got a couple hours into it, and it, the Metroid, I think the Metroid side to me is, is speaking to me. And uh, obviously all the the lovely references, but it's really good. And other than that, a short week. Charlie? Well, okay, so real quick. So I'm looking at this inside my radio, uh, yes. inside my radio games. It's fourteen ninety nine. That's uh, that's a bit more. Actually than... on sale right now. I think I picked it up for, no? Not anymore, is it? Oh, I picked it up last week for like seven bucks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm looking at like the, the reviews and your your testimonial has me interested, but mm. the, the reviews in general have me uh, a little uh, no, 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 cautious. No, no, so... no, no. $15, no, no. No, okay. Seven? Y- y- yes. I will keep my eye out for this to go on sale again. Yes. But uh, no, yeah, fifteen. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So on my side, um, I uh, so first I played a little bit more Metal Gear, of course. Um, I think I'm I'm coming up on fifty percent. Oh wow! Um, yeah, you, get, you getting a cake? Uh, maybe. We had cake tonight. That was the. Do you cake. know how many hours oh. you're sitting at now? Approximately. Uh, um, I've stopped looking. Four <laughs> hundred. Oh no, wait, that's it. That's <laughs> it. So you're done with like the story missions, right? I'm done with part one of the story missions. Oh, okay. Remember, I was telling you about oh, that, right. that that's part right, two. Right. So I mean, I'm working on the part two stuff. Um. Um, I will say that I'm for those who have finished the game, just to give you a sense of where I am in the story. Um, I have just discovered why Quiet does not speak. 
And so, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll just say that for not being spoilery, just because the game is relatively new and there are people in the room who don't want me to spoil anything. But, um, or maybe just a person, I don't know. But because <laughs> go, go, I don't think you care. Huh. Oh, um, I already know she owns a food truck. I, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, is it is it awesome? Um, it's it's a very uh, it's a very Kojima reason. Okay, right um, on. And it's but it's well done. You haven't encountered Quiet yet, right? I am only just now hearing people go like, "There's a sniper out there, and their name is Quiet." And uh-huh. I'm like, I'm starting to hear rumblings of okay. Quiet, so I think I'm on the verge here. Okay. Um, please, uh, please update us after you encounter her for the first time. All right, great. Um, and um, but yeah, I'll I'll tell you off air if you if you want to know more. But uh, on air, I'll just awesome give it nachos that. on her truck. Yes, that. <laughs> um, and um, played a couple other little things here and there. But um, the majority of my t- my gaming time this week went to a game that I had completely forgotten, like was on my radar at all until like it just popped up like in the players club. People were like, "Oh, by the way, this game's getting great reviews and it's coming out." And I was just like, "Oh yeah, that's right, this is happening." Um, I have spent the majority of my week um, by myself on a very brightly colorful polygonic island solving puzzles in The Witness. Um, this game is amazing. I could not. I, I cannot possibly describe like especially how much of a puzzle lover i am and like like logic puzzles and and things like that like it this this game is everything i wanted it to be and more it is it is so 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 good there are i mean there are there are the puzzles that are obvious and then there are the puzzles that are not obvious the puzzles that are are literally hiding in plain sight um it's uh i mean there's this island is so huge and it is so expansive and there's so much to do and i have no idea how long it's going to take me to finish this game but i am just loving every single moment of of ripping my hair out at some of these puzzles i have only heard one bad thing about the game what's that and it is that uh one person whose reviews i trust quite a bit um said let me make it clear i think it's beautiful i think it's brilliantly designed lovingly crafted clearly yes. Um, but, uh, unless you like line puzzles, there's nothing else here. That's it. It's just like a zillion never ending long bunch of line puzzles. And he's like, which are all brilliantly designed. Just make sure before you buy this, like you understand you're, this is all you're doing is line puzzles and that is it. Yes, that is true. However, they, so, so. The, the the puzzles that are on this island, yes, are are variations on a theme of a line puzzle, you know, which is basically a grid of various shapes and sizes, uh, mm-hmm. not always squares. Sometimes it's polygons or triangles or whatever, um, where you have to basically find the correct pattern to draw on the grid to solve the puzzle mm-hmm. um, based on various factors. But they are done in a way and they're varied in so many different ways that for me at least it has not started to feel old at all Mm. yes i'm constantly solving different versions of line puzzles but that has not bothered me once sure and the person who was speaking kind of in counter to that was saying again make it clear this is a great game just make sure you're not expecting action or variety because this is all you're doing oh yes Uh, yeah yeah you You are you are very much by yourself the only sounds in this game are environmental noises and the sound of your own footsteps like uh, well i guess that's actually not true but i won't get into that because that could be minorly spoilerific but there's all good reviews though so it'd be like a, a better version of numa um, um, except without without a constant voice talking. The yeah, whole time. yeah, that's just yeah. a better version. Um, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I could. I, they're they're in the same vein for or sure. It, or is it more mistful? Um, I, they're all in the same vein. Okay. Um, it's just they're just done in different ways. Mm. The 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 thing that's brilliant about the um about the witness is that the and this this is this is not my quote, but I agree with it so perfectly. I'm going to quote my friend Mitch uh, Tao from the Players Club. 
um, who's also written into the show a couple times, I think. Um, I love the way, like, just that, that, that feeling of, like, you encounter a puzzle and you just don't know what to do with it. And you just say, okay, the game hasn't taught me how to solve this puzzle yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's wow. like it's It's like... You know, it's there is zero direction given to you in this game, and it's you. You the game starts, and you're just in a corridor. Like there's not even like a title screen. Like you're just there, <laughs> and so you walk out of the corridor, and you 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 walk to the end of the corridor, and there's a puzzle. And the very first puzzle is is just you draw a line, hmm. like it's just like you swipe from left to right, yeah. and that's just the, the most basic lesson on how to solve all of the puzzles that come forward. It's like you start at the dot, and you finish finish at the little extended line at the at the end, and that's it. The next one, it's like just a little bit curvier line. And then after that, it's like you have to like you know navigate around a box, and like it, this game gradually teaches you the, its own mechanics, and it's brilliant at doing that. The thing though is that the puzzles are not in any order. Like you're on this island, and like you know there's like a little lagoon in the middle, and then like all these different like there's a de- uh, there's like a desert area, a forest area, like a tree fort area, like a swamp area, like all these different areas, and you know they all have their own like puzzle system in them. And then there are all these like little tiny things scattered scattered hereabouts. Like they're kind of like seem to be feeding into like an over an overarching puzzle slash story maybe slash reason as to what's going on. That's uh, I'll, okay, one more thought. I'll get to in a second on that. Um, but there have been several times where I've come up to a puzzle and then there are symbols on this puzzle and it is very clear that I don't know how to solve this puzzle. Yeah, you just haven't gotten there yet. Right. And so then I have to go off and like discover another area and then this area has the tutorials for how to, you know, solve this particular puzzle mechanic. And then it's like, oh, that's what that meant. And then I can yeah. go back and solve that puzzle. Like it's 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 just so well done. I heard and it's really yeah. pleasant to just walk around it and is. look at it. It really is. It is, is beautiful. And it, it's 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 almost weird how how beautiful it is with how simple it is because yeah. like you know, we're living in you know the the era of you know like you know next 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 gen graphics and you know like you know we're looking at screenshots of tomb raider we're looking at screenshots of you know all these other games that are coming out and they just you know that you know it looks just phenomenal like you know it looks like picture perfect and real and this game is very polygonic like this this game could have been on this game could have been on the ps2 i yeah. mean like you know with with minus some various environmental effects and you know the hd and all that but yeah. you know in terms of like you know it, it's not like a photorealistic game more stylized yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but but it, it's but it's perfect for that it's yeah. it, it's just yeah it's 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 amazing um i mean the only i mean the so so the, the last two things i'll say about it is one i could not be happier about my semi-spontaneous ps4 purchase because if we're not for that i would not be playing this game right now that is true so i'm very happy about yeah. that and then the other thing is that now um, you know, the, the other thing is that I have absolutely no idea what the title of the game means. Like, I have no idea why it's called The Witness, mm. you know, because it has provided to me no context whatsoever as to what's going on. I've j- I just recently discovered an area that I think has given me some insight as to what's going on. I won't say what, of course, but um, uh, yes. But I mean, like in, in very um, um, uh, uh, Jonathan Blow, the creator, that's his name, right? I'm mm-hmm. saying that right. Yeah, um, you know, if if you played his last game, Braid. Um, did you guys play Braid? Yes. Did you play it to its end? Yes. Um, okay, this is an old game, so I'm going to go ahead and spoil this one, because if you haven't played it by now, well, it's your fault. Um, you know, Braid is a side-scroller, platforming puzzle game that you have to play through, and this entire game, it's, you know, you're, you're basically working under the general pretense of, like, you're a guy, and you're trying to, like, rescue some girl at the end, and you don't find out literally until the very, very, very end of the game that you're 
that that the that the girl you've been supposedly rescuing she's been trying to get away from you this entire time yeah and so there's this like huge plot twist at the end of the game that's also brilliantly done and so you know this the, you know the, you know uh, you know Jonathan Blow is very good at plot twists and like surprising you with things in the best possible way yeah and so I'm waiting for that I'm I'm expecting that um but as of right now I have absolutely no idea why I'm here sure. what I'm doing um but I'm loving every second of it anyways. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, no, but I um, uh, played, played a couple other uh, mobile games this week, but uh, those are in relation to our feature, which we'll, uh, we'll get to later. But for right now, now that you know we've been doing this last week in video gaming, let's see what the industry has been doing this last week in video gaming. Okay, getting things moving this week at number five. Um, Halo's Arbiter has been teased for Killer Instinct's next season. Um, the Killer Instinct World Finals are taking place, uh, you know, during the recording of the episode this week, and here should be concluded by the time we're done here. But uh, big weekend for Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct fans, uh, you know, aside from myself. A um, lot of rebalancing. The first sort of trailers for an actual character from Season 3, which launches in March, which is Kim Woo, classic character from Killer Instinct 2. Um, but what people did not expect at all um, is is Iron Galaxy seems to be swinging for some guest star help this uh, this go around. And last uh, at the end of season two and before they showed anything uh, palpable for season three, they did a very brief like test preview of like you know you could play as one of the Battle Toads is going to be in season three of Killer Instinct. Well, everybody just kind of expected there's your bonus like you know special guest character. And the end of this trailer, what they've been doing traditionally for the Killer Instinct trailers is they'll show you the trailer for the character, and then the trailer will end with a slight teaser for the next character they're going to be releasing. Mm. It can be kind of ambiguous sometimes, not really clear. Clearly, it's the fucking Arbiter from Halo uh, is going to be a fighting game character in this roster. Very, very sharp move, I feel, on uh, on behalf of Iron Galaxy and Microsoft yep. to dip into that pool. I, I mean, I'm... A little disappointed they didn't just put Master Chief in there, but I it would probably look kind of silly for Master Chief to be in there kung fuing it up. Yeah, um, Arbiter probably is the best fit, and makes sense from that grouping. But uh, big surprise for people who were really shocked and kind of excited at that point. But uh, the character itself is going to be out. Uh, you know, uh, they didn't say whether Kim Woo comes and then Arbiter. You know, people are kind of speculating that maybe Arbiter. They're just teasing that at some point he'll be in the season. Um, and then they'll do the next trailer and get back onto their regular cycle of teasing things. So, um, are all the characters in Killer Instinct like, 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 uh, like, you know, like Asian martial arts style, or they're like no, boxing no. fighters and like stuff? There's like that? that's one of the things that people seem to like the most about Killer Instinct is mm. there's a shitload of variety. So, okay. without without dipping too far into it uh, and and kind of getting off the rails, um, there's Kim Woo is like a martial arts type character. Jago is a martial arts type character. Um, but that's kind of it. Um, you've got TJ combo is a boxer. Orchid is like a special, she's like a secret agent type character. Um, Hisako is like a Japanese horror movie character, like, like long hair in the face, like shambling about kind of character. Spinal is a skeleton. Saberwolf is a werewolf. Um, like there's just, there's a lot of different types of characters. Conra is like an, a Babylonian, like mummy type character. Hmm. Okay. Um, the, uh, uh, let's see what's the character. So name? it might not be that out of place for like master chief to be in there. Doing no, like... I mean, there's a lot of variety in the yeah. roster. Um, the battle toads character they're putting in probably seems the most st- yeah. strange kind of out of place versus everybody else. Cause he's really cartoony. Now that, now that we know what, what doors are open to them yeah. as far as characters, I kind of feel like seeing somebody from gears 
of War is going to be an inevitability at some point. That now. would be fucking rad, man. Yeah. If they don't put Marcus Phoenix in there, or or like maybe a uh, Cold Train, baby, woo! <laughs> <laughs> like, like it'd be kind of a missed opportunity, but they should. Yeah. They should. They should do this and dip into Microsoft's like first party. Uh, you know, uh, uh, exclusive characters and start putting them in this game. Um, I'm I'm thrilled as a Killer Instinct fan that they're doing. I this love what they're stuff. doing with this game. How they're constantly like how how long it's like. It seems like they put out a fighting game and then they tweak it and they do some balancing. Maybe yeah. put out a couple of characters, but then that's it. I mean, like like even just it's even it seems like not even you know they're, they they keep on putting out characters for this, but it seems like they're even constantly rebalancing the core game. They are actually with each season they go back and look at all of the characters and this was a big thing that they did too there's like an hour and a half long video showing the players mm-hmm. this is what we changed you can't they do a live demonstration we change these things they don't just put it out in a like patch note release they're oh, like wow. we changed these things here's how it looks this is literally how we do it um and i'm not happy with some of the changes i play spinal they fucked up my dude um <laughs> pretty bad like they, they maimed him pretty bad but um they do every season. They add more, and then they sometimes they create new play mechanics for the next season, and then have to rebalance shit for that new play wow. mechanic. So I mean, like they're extensively supporting this game to remind people this was a digital only launch title for the Xbox mm-hmm. One that is now seeing its third season of release content. And I don't mean like here's a map pack. Right. I mean like eight to like ten new characters per season. This game started with eight characters when it launched. It, it will now by the end of this, uh, you know, by the end of this third season, have like twenty five plus characters, possibly. Wow. So, um, awesome! If you're a Killer Instinct fan and you haven't gotten on board, just fucking spend the money, man. I can't think of the last time a game got this much post development work on it that wasn't an MMO. I, it's true, yeah. and you know what it is? They're almost treating it like an esports game. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And that's smart because it's competitive enough to be in that arena. No yeah. pun intended. I think fighting games should take heed to this because this is a pretty smart move. Yeah, sure. Mortal Kombat's doing something kind yeah. of similar with Are their they? current set of map packs, though they made a mistake because they're not putting their next grouping of characters out on the PC. They're completely shafting the PC players. My mm. brother's going to be pissed. Yeah. So, yep, that's it. Good news for Killer Instinct fans. Moving on to number four for the week. Kind of a funny story. Uh, last week, any of you guys who watched the, sh- the episode and saw Chris Sabat on there with us, um, we'll notice that he was talking about a, uh, uh, like a solitaire game he was playing, a uh, really odd, uh, Winston Churchill solitaire. Mm-hmm. Turns out Winston Churchill solitaire, uh, was created and owned and has been distributed by Donald Rumsfeld. What? <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld, <laughs> ex cabinet oh. member for George Bush, George W. Bush, Donald <laughs> fucking Rumsfeld. So. A uh, politician who once said, I'm not into this detail stuff, I'm more concept, he says of his solitary game, I've spent countless hours on beta releases. This is not a joke, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld, the two-time U.S. Secretary of Defense who presided over the invasions of Iraq and Afghanistan, has released a video game. The game, initially released as an iOS app, is based on a version of the solitaire favored by Winston Churchill. The variant used two deck of cards rather than one, ten rows of cards instead of seven, and an extra pile of six cards called the Devil Six for the player to work into their strategy. Rumsfeld himself had become a fan of the physical version of the solitaire variant after he first played it in the 1970s. It was taught to him by Belgian statesman Andre Distarka, who taught, who had in turn, uh, Rumsfeld claims, been taught, taught it by Churchill himself. Um, he says that the game is probably, quote, the most challenging and strategic game of logic or puzzle 
he has ever played, and that he was concerned that it would be, quote, lost to the ages if it wasn't spread to more people. So he accepted the offer to turn the game into an app, although he adds, I can't say I had much of an idea of what an app even was. I had played the regular version of Solitaire on my iPad, but turning Churchill Solitaire into an app of its own wasn't something I'd ever envisioned. It wasn't something I was sure the the Churchill family would even want us to uh, contemplate. Uh, but permission was granted from Churchill's grandson, Randolph, and the development began. Rumsfeld presents himself uh, as uh, in, over his, in over his head when it came to actually creating the game, which was made in partnership with WSC Solitaire. I've reviewed wireframes and branding guides. I've spent countless hours on beta releases. I've signed off on something they called UX. The former Secretary <laughs> of Defense concludes that it's safe to say, quote, it is safe to say that Mark Zuckerberg has nothing to worry about. That's uh, that's user experience is yeah. what that acronym is for, by the way. Yeah, yeah. How how completely odd. Not I'd never heard of Winston Churchill Solitaire until uh, Chris Sabat was on the show with us last week, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, I, I see the news headline going "fucking Rumsfeld." You know, that's so random. How odd is that? It's incredibly random. You know, uh, well, but kudos to this dude for going. You know, how can I keep this alive? Yeah, yeah modernize it apps yeah. put it out make well, it happen man that's forward thinking the description i now understand why chris is having a hell of a time with it that that sounds like a very difficult version of solitaire yes yes it does kind of makes me want to go play yeah, it, to be honest. thinking maybe i'll download it yeah 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 it's good stuff <laughs> moving on to number three bungie to sell destiny ammo packs for real money i'm surprised they weren't doing this already personally well uh, there's there's more Bungie is to sell Destiny ammo packs for real money. A source familiar with the matter has confirmed to VG247, uh, Video Games 24-7, which is the original publisher of this article. It is as yet unknown when the feature will be added to the online shooter. While it uh, was reaffirmed this week that the rumors existed since early last year alongside claims that no raid would be included in House of Wolves and microtransactions would be added to Destiny, both these updates proved to be correct. Uh, microtransactions first appeared in Dis- Destiny in October 2015 when players were given the option to buy a, n- a new currency, silver, with real money. Currently, the only pieces of content available for purchase are emotes and sparrow items from Ever uh, Eververse, a vendor in Destiny's Tower Social Hub. The sale of ammo packs will mark a significant step forward. I, I disagree. Forward. <laughs> for Bungie and Activision's approach to Destiny's microtransactions as it will have a direct, if limited, effect on the gameplay. Um, the most sought-after ammo pack by far is heavy ammo synthesis, as heavy uh, is essential for high-level PvE activities such as raiding. There is currently only three ways to acquire heavy packs. You can buy them from the Tower Gunsmith, uh, Banshee44 for 950 Glimmer, Destiny's, quote, free in-game currency, Exotic Vendor Zur sells packs of uh, three for one Strange Coin, and Varix, the Reef's Prison of Elders Handler, sells them for 250 Glimmer and a pack of Aether Seeds. Um, obviously, Playing is the only way to build up enough free currency and resources to afford the packs at the moment, so adding this specific microtransaction will uh, circumnavigate the need to spend time in-game, you know, like they should be doing because it's a fucking game, and that's why you bought it, was to play it. Um, they're, they're saying that uh, in order to buy 500 silver, uh, currently the, the cost is uh, 499 US, um, you know, and, and they, they're not sure how it's going to scale yet. Of course, Bungie is denying that they're going to do this, but that's what they did the last two times. They said they were going to do something shitty, and then they just did it anyways. Um, if you are willing to spend your hard-earned money on ammunition for your guns, which you can get in the game, which I played enough of to know you can get in the game for not very much hard work, 
you're an asshole and you're ruining it for everybody else who's not an idiot. Now, help me understand, as somebody who hasn't played the game, why is this ruining it for others? If, they, if they're spending money on microtransactions? Yeah. Because they shouldn't be charging you for the ammo for your guns in a first-person shooter, because it's shameless and disgusting. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, I'm just. I'm Why just, is it ruined for everybody yeah. else? Because for the last, oh, I don't know, thirty years, we haven't had to pay for it, and you don't have to pay for it. Ninety-nine percent of you, look. Transact skins for your guns or little emotes or whatever other stupid shit that does not directly affect gameplay. But if you start charging people for the bullets in their fake guns, you're a dick. And the people who spend the money on this stuff are dicks. Technically, dumb dicks, even. Technically, this mechanic has existed in Grand Theft Auto Online since release. And do you know what I pay for my ammunition in that? Nothing, because I play the game. And that's and that's fine. However, the people who do pay, does that change your experience at all? Dumb dicks, Charlie. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But you know what the thing is, is that this people who are willing to fork over money for mm-hmm. this kind of crap, I mean, I can't if, emphasize that enough. If you are willing to spend money on this kind of shit then you are either too young to realize that you used to get all of these things in your game for the the price of $60 fucking flat without a bunch of expansion content for another 40 or $50 or however much you're willing to spend on it over time, or um, you're just lazy. You know, the thing is, is that I'm going to, I'm, I'm on the soapbox, man. I'm having a get off my lawn moment. And here it is. We used to pay $60 for a game and mm-hmm. get the whole fucking game. Not, here's $60 for the core chunks, and then you're going to sell me the rest of it later. Don't sell me a bicycle with no seat and then charge me for the seat later. You know what I'm saying? I do. But the reason they do this is because people are willing to spend money on it. Because they're dumb dicks, Charlie. But but it's their money to spend however they want. I know. But then the rest of us get punished because then everything gets... why are you getting punished? Because I don't want... I want everything for the game i want the whole game and i don't want to have to pay substantial sums of money so you think it's just encouraging bad habits on the developers part i think it creates bad habits and it encourages developers to do shitty things okay go your hands have been up in the air this whole time just what (laughs) yes exactly one this has been going on since fuck everquest when people are like i ebayed a piece of digital sword for 17 paychecks sure sure no one cared we but but in those I mean, games, we, we but that, that's that's private market. That's a little bit different. Okay. Yeah, those games are different. Same idea. So it's becoming public now. If you pay for the game, you have access to the entire game. If you cut your subscription off, you don't get the access to any of the game. But once you start your subscription back up, you have everything back. It's not piecemealing. You know what I mean? It's not putting a full game out and then dicing it into little bits and then doling it out one shred of cheese at a time. I want the whole block. God damn it. I, 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 I just the, the car metaphor comes into my head. Uh, the what? Car metaphor. Car, I, uh, the car metaphor. I just, I, I, I don't know. Like, they've been doing cars where you can afford a base model, and, and that's for 18. Sure. Um, I can pay 29 and get all the bells and whistles. Hmm. Sure. This is not a car. And in an age where Nintendo is putting out completely finished games for $50, no day one patches, no DLC chunks, no, you know, it's, it's but, still but, can be done. Yeah, it's not here's, done here's because people thing, are greedy thing, though. They're putting out and these... lazy. It's, it's a, it's a cyclical thing. Greedy hold and lazy. On, hold on. Wait, wait. But they're putting out these day one games that are great and complete 
and awesome for oh, what was it? The lowest console sales of all three of them. That's <laughs> the thing that breaks my heart about it. Is so is, obviously dumb dicks run the world and let them. No, buy that the is shit. evident. That is just like massively John, evident. John, Call of Duty is the money. That's what they want. They want money in their pockets. No, I know that. They want to buy the Ferrari. That's true. They don't care. Integrity, he went out the window <laughs> fuck 10 it years did. ago. It did. <laughs> just because it did doesn't mean that it, that's how it should be. Somebody has to advocate for the other side of logic. Yes. I'm not saying that putting these things in ruins the experience for me. I could play the game and not be bothered by it at all. But that this kind of shit gives a green light to the developers that it's okay to keep chopping their games into tiny pieces and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Started out with like, here, we finished this DLC content that's on disc, but we're going to sell it separately. Then it turned into, we're going to start selling cosmetic items. Then it turned into, we're going to start selling you the ammo for your guns and you can't finish the raids that you need to get the armor that you need to go on to the other raids unless you have the ammo that we're going to sell. You skipped one. Uh, you skipped characters. You could buy characters. Characters, <laughs> emotes, you know. That stuff's fine. If you spend your money on cosmetic shit that doesn't affect the game, that's I see nothing wrong with that. It's purely optional. People may want that stuff. Don't sell the ammo to the guns. That shit. It's total crap. But why are you so mad about this with Destiny and you weren't mad about Grand Theft Auto? Uh, what's that? How come you're so... No, I, it's shitty in that too. But you but you didn't have this, this, this moment. With, what, with Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. Because I think that I think in Grand Theft Auto, it's not as they don't make it mandatory to do what you want to do in Grand Theft Auto to have that. They're saying that unless you have this particular ammo for exotic weapons, you can't finish certain raids in the game unless you have it. Wait, now, you can earn it. That's what I mean. Yeah. But if you're willing to pay money for it, and it gives them the okay to oh, keep doing I, shitty I things, Grand Theft Auto lets you buy like here's a chunk of currency, like in-game dollars, to right. go buy other stuff. Shark bucks or whatever. But you don't need any of it to... You can finish the fucking missions with a pistol if you're a good enough right, shot with it. Shark. Like, none of it's you. required. You know what I, I mean? I do have to say, I have gotten a little bit of shark cards, but I use them as car loans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, See, and that's, that's a really fly car... That's perfectly yeah, fine that, to me. That, because yes, just give me that loan for that nice vehicle. What you're buying does not affect the gameplay experience. That's it all does. I'm saying. I get you there know? twice as fast as well, my... But I'm saying the other players around you and it doesn't prevent you from getting to content in the game unless you spend money or spend grinding hours. You don't have to grind in order to get more money in Grand Theft Auto. You just play the game. This, you have to grind to kind of get the the stuff for it. So I spent so much time on that. I'm sorry. I I wasn't even that mad about it when I I called the story. I did not help. So uh, I I wanted to to get your full thoughts on the matter. You did that on purpose. I I appreciate it. I did. It's good. Um, I called the story and I was just like, oh, that's crappy. And then I got here and I was just like, you fuckers. I just got so mad. Um, so, uh, um, so moving on is is the Robin Hood of video games. (laughs) I have standards, man. And that's the problem is a lot of people don't anymore. I'm just saying. Just sounds like he hates the single people who don't have children. No, no. I love the single people who don't have children. It's great. When I was single and I didn't have children, I played the fucking game. I didn't spend my money on it other than buying it off the shelf. Anyways, moving on. You guys are trolls, man. Uh, Moving on to number two. Samsung is opening a new studio to develop VR games for Gear VR. So Samsung is specifically developing a studio. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Samsung has taken its commitment to the emerging VR sector one stage further with the creation of a new development studio that will create first-party content for its new Gear Gear VR headset. The announcement was made at this year's Sundance Film Festival. What a really strange place to announce that. Uh, The South Korean multinational hoping to have a more direct influence on the content being created for its smartphone-centric hardware. The firm is keeping tight-lipped on what titles the studio will be working on. A mixture of games and passive software seems likely. 
But a recent new partnership does give some indication what the New York City outfit will be supplying. New partnership struck between Samsung and the Sundance Institute will see the fostering of directors, writers, and filmmakers with an aim to bring uh, bespoke cinematic content to the Gear VR. Um, The deal is set to last one year, although it it can extend uh, should the initiative prove fruitful and could be just what the headset needs uh, to set itself apart in a market that will be flooded with games in the coming months. Samsung also announced its plans to bring virtual reality to the film festival in a big way in 2017, with VR booths set up as more of a central attraction rather than an odd curio for viewing established content. Um, Yay. Yes. If they're investing, that means that the Gear VR is selling well. Yes. You know? Have you gotten yours yet? Is it no, on your I horizon? It is on my, my list of things to do, yeah. I, I, the, the, the yes, mm-hmm. yay in general, but the details of Sundance and writers and cinematic, I, 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 that just sounds like a whole barrage of licensed VR games. Maybe. I mean, but... I, I don't want to play The Martian in 3D. I really don't. If, <laughs> did, you, did either of you try the um, uh, um, Insidious 3, like, cardboard experience? Not yet, no. Just because it's, it's really a car- short. It's a cardboard app, and it's hard to get in the VR. You yeah, know, just because you have to deal with that whole thing. But yeah, it's super yet. short. That um, was the most dick thing I've heard all day. What? <laughs> oh yeah, cardboard. It's hard to get into my VR. Uh, oh, I'm not downgrading. I believe the goat oh is saying that you're bourgeois. <laughs> yes. Now that you have you, a gear VR, you, you, you kind of had a little pompous tech there in the voice. <laughs> it's not pompous. It when you plug your phone into the VR headset, I know, I it know. completely takes it over, and so you have to take steps to disable that. Well, to go play cardboard I now. have one. Too, but that was really you, smart on their behalf, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just yeah. the way you said, it, you're like, ah, oh, cardboard. That was so last year. <laughs> I love my cardboard. Well, it was. <laughs> I love my cardboard because I don't have a Gear VR unit. <laughs> well, get with the times, man. <laughs> I am. I'm working on it. Working on it. Um, this is great news, man. I'm really stoked about this. Um, it's funny too because uh, as kind of an addendum to this story, uh, separate story altogether that ties into this google is now saying that they're mm-hmm. going to start investing in their own vr um to they're saying to combat samsung on the mobile level um so whatever the gear vr unit is for you know phones google's now saying that's what they're shooting for so i don't think they're trying to compete with oculus like on the rift level mm-hmm. um more gear vr so, so there there may be a, a fucking brouhaha on the but on that the, would be you know. wouldn't that be the nexus vr then right is that something like google I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, if they go the if they go the Samsung way, that'd be the only phone they could put it on, wouldn't it? Well, unless they keep it universal, like cardboard is. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that I think that's more Google's approach, anyways, just because the way Android is relatively universal. Yeah. Um, is just that they would just keep it so that you can oh, use a cardboard would, on any phone. That's bad news for Samsung. They're going to get well, on the bus. Well, I mean, there there are upsides to. I mean, it's it's I th- I think universally agreed upon that using you know that that the experience in a Gear VR is better than that of cardboard. Yeah. I mean, in oh, yeah, the, yeah. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the official cardboard specs, when you're making a headset, you're not allowed to put a head strap on it. Yeah. So I mean, there's that. I mean, like they're 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 they definitely don't seem to be going for the same thing. No, no, very um, different. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is that, I mean, if you're looking at pros and cons of both sides, Samsung already has an install base. There's mm-hmm. a trust, and they've got a trusted brand on the side of their sure. headset with the Oculus name, even if it's yep. not the Rift. True. You know, the downside is they've already spent a lot of money to invest in that. The one really smart thing Google did is they've probably collected 
really, really, really invaluable data on cardboard mm-hmm. shit, which is fucking free. I mean, yep. they've not invested anything into their research when you think about it. You know, their market research for this. So just literally the cost of the cardboard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've spent money on other portions of yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, a lot. The, some of the most precious data they could get from the use of all this stuff that numbers of apps being downloaded, and which apps and types of apps are popular for experiences. Really smart how they approached mm-hmm. all the the cardboard stuff. So, I for one welcome this this uh, forthcoming war. I can't wait to see people duke it out. It's a new front, man, a new horizon. Yeah, and I can't help but think that you know, with with when when the price of the Oculus came out to what it was, surprising everybody by with how high it was, and then with Vive saying, "Yeah, we're going to be higher." I think that basically told Samsung, like, we now have, like, we have a $99 headset. Yes, you have to have a Galaxy phone already, but we, a lot of people already do. Yeah. So we've got that install base already. This is a $99 ad, you know, add-on for something a lot of people already have versus going out and buying a $600 add-on for the gaming PC that they would yeah. already have to have. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a, you know, that, that side of it kind of negates itself. Yeah. I think that they just saw, like, we are in, like, prime position to, like, be, like, the entry-level model and, like sell the crap out of these and so yeah. i think i think that is probably like i think the real i think the release and the announcement of the oculus price is one of the big things that contributed to samsung saying okay we're gonna do this now because yeah. that 99 yeah. dollar price point we have is gonna is killer yeah and and honestly the the given that it is technically an oculus unit mm-hmm. um this may be if they can if they can get a good enough foothold in with the the Gear VR, this may actually convince people that it is worth the extra money to spend on a Rift. This may mm-hmm. help propel the Rift. These two things may work in tandem with one another. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've heard from a couple people that, of course, while the quality of games is better on the Rift because it's got a big PC backing it, yep. that visually the clarity is not much different. You still get some of the screen door effect, you know, um, that you get with the Gear VR and and. Um, slightly different head tracking obviously with the sensor mm-hmm. on the rift but um a good friend of mine uh, a gentleman by the name of matt polito who uh who is a, a big fancy executive for best buy mm-hmm. um and and was a uh, small bit of trivia the person who coded the uh, geek squad software that they were using to govern a lot of their oh, stuff yeah, yeah. Um, he has a lot of hands-on time with the Rift, and mm-hmm. he says it's great, but he says that for the price difference, um, unless you're just bitching about the quality of games that you get on it, you know, if you want more AAA titles on your your system, he said the right. quality of performance is not that vast between the, the Gear VR and the Rift. Um, so, But he said it's still awesome. He's gotten to try the hand controllers, too, and he mm. that's a whole other story, man, I got for <laughs> you guys at some point coming up. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, good. More VR all the time, forever and ever. Please we've, been, thank you. we've been talking about VR on this show for the better part of eight months now. Yep. And, uh, and we're we slowly becoming uh, fully ingrained with it. Mm-hmm. Acolytes, man. Zealots, yeah. even. We have one last one to get up on the times. I'm working on it, man. I, I play my my Google Cardboard all the time. It's like It's like sleeping with one person and closing your eyes and pretending it's a movie star. Does yep. Megan listen to the show? <laughs> no, no. I, I didn't say my wife. I said sleeping with someone. Uh, uh, not even me. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. You might want to rethink your wording That's there. That's okay. My woman knows me. I'm faithful. <laughs> He's not allowed to She's leave the house except for here. No, nope, it's okay. My woman knows. She loves me. That you sleep with movies? God, God damn it, Charlie. 
You're not I helping. That, I see John just taking the, the Sharpie and putting Gear VR on the side of his cardboard and going, one day it'll be real. Oh, no, I get it. <laughs> so true. when you're sleeping with Megan, you're only thinking about her. It's just when you're sleeping with other people, you're imagining movie stars. <laughs> in my past. <laughs> when I've slept with people in my past. Let's so, clarify this now. So I mean, what you're saying is when you're sleeping next to Megan with your cardboard on, you're actually just watching <laughs> VR porn. And then there's this fast forward into the future where like... Next week on Gamerhead Radio, we eulogize John because Megan <laughs> smothered him to death with a pillow because she misunderstood Charlie because Charlie's a shit starter. <laughs> That's not true at all. You've been trolling all evening. You got a little goat in you this evening, man. Whoa. I'm proud of you. <laughs> no, I mean that literally. He's got a tiny goat inside of him. Oh, whatever floats your goat. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title right there. <laughs> Whatever floats your goat. Make a note of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucking stupid. That makes me so happy. All right, coming in at number one this week, uh, kind of a resurgence from conversation earlier in the show. The Witness is getting pirated big time. Creator Jonathan Blow warns it'll impact future projects. A lot of people are playing The Witness, but they're not all paying for the privilege. Celebrated indie developer Jonathan Blow took to Twitter to point out that his new PlayStation 4 and PC first-person puzzler is currently the most popular game on certain, quote, certain popular torrent sites. Unfortunately, piracy is pretty rife with games, especially on PC, and it seems Blow didn't have time to create a fake version of The Witness to distract from the real thing, as other developers have done in the past, and Blow himself did on his previous game, Braid. So Blow said that he's happy lots of people are playing and enjoying the game, but he also warned that he won't be able to build another similar project without sufficient sales. He, uh, from his actual Twitter, he had two comments on the matter. Uh, firstly, saying, um, it seems The Witness is the number one game on a certain popular torrent site. Unfortunately, this will not help us to afford to make another game with a frowny face. Uh, the second tweet says, I'm glad that a lot more people will be experiencing the game, but I also want to be able to make another comparable game. Uh, next, just saying. Um, some followers pointed out that The Witness's $40 price tag might be the reason for so much piracy, but Blow was quick to dismiss that by sharing that Braid, a $10 game, also had similar problems. Interestingly, the highly acclaimed $5 mobile game Monument Valley also had massive pir- uh, piracy issues with only 5% of Android players paying and most of the rest playing illegally, uh, showing how price really isn't the main problem. Blow said he might reluctantly think about adding digital rights management to any future game to help combat the issue of piracy. He said, I don't like DRM because I think people should have the freedom to own things they bought. He said, but I also want to design video games. One way to frustrate potential pirates is to fill torrent sites with deliberately incomplete or broken versions of the game. It's actually something that Blow did with Braid, apparently, but he was too busy this time around to replicate the idea. Um... Somebody actually came out and asked him on Twitter and said, uh, Jonathan Blow, I like the idea of seeding torrent sites with a version of the game that cuts out half the content. He went on to say, in response, I did that with Braid, actually. This time I was way too busy just making sure the game was the best it could be. Blow also had a quick message for players who were finding the witness too tough, uh, and that's to take a break instead of looking for easy answers on the internet. He said, I see a lot of people going to forums immediately if they can't for something out. He said, don't do that. It makes the experience a lot worse. You're smart. You can do it. If you don't know... Now, sleep on it. Take a walk, watch a movie, or go to a different puzzle. Um, you know, part of the problem with this, too, is is that um, Jonathan Blow recently uh, came out and said that all of the money he made from Braid, um, all the, the, the success that that game saw, financed this game. He paid for, to, to develop The Witness, again, by himself, he paid out of pocket to make this game, 
and it put him in the rears. He is in the hole to have put the witness out. So if you're not buying his game, he may not literally may not be able to afford to make another one. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, it's kind of a shame because he's he's kind of doing what a lot of people in this industry bitch that they wish people would do. We don't need a thousand people developing a game. One guy can make something really awesome. He does that, and then everybody steals his fucking game. He pays for it out of pocket. This is this guy is this guy. This is an example of why guys like him don't exist in droves because people make it hard for this to be. Yeah, this is this is not stealing from EA because EA is in a Goliath and it does, they're not going to care if you steal their game yeah. or not. This is this is literally taking money out of this guy's pocket. Yeah. This works with the other story. They won't pay for a game, but they'll buy ammo. Well, it's probably not I'm the same just, people. Oh my god! Don't <laughs> make me fucking ooh. now. Okay, so longtime listeners of this show will will remember that I am a reformed video game pirate. Um, so I, I I have the 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 singular benefit here of being able to see both sides of this story. Um, so I can say a couple things in response, not not as excuses by any means, but just as as commentary on a few things. One, um, just because somebody downloaded it on a torrent site does not mean they ever are going to play it or ever even intended to play it. Uh, one of the things on torrent sites is something that's called your ratio, which is basically the balance of how much you've downloaded versus how much you've uploaded Seating. back up. Seating, exactly. And and a lot of torrent sites, especially the, the private ones that you have to like work and like audition to get into, yes, those exist, um, is that you have to maintain a ratio. And downloading a game that you know is going to be popular just for the sole purpose of seeding it back to improve your ratio is something that a lot of people do. They, they may never have ever intended to play this game they may they may have paid for it and you know normally possible i'm just saying it's possible they may have paid for it and downloaded it just for the sole purpose of improving their ratio so so there's that one two um it's uh the um you know just uh, again just because they download it doesn't mean they're going to get the chance to play it sure um you know there's when i was pirating games they're still part of the cause though uh fair as like i said like a preface not an excuse i'm just yeah. saying sure um when you're looking at numbers you're, you're just trying to express that perspective when, when you're seeing a thousand yeah. seeders that doesn't necessarily mean a thousand my point here is that when you're looking at a torrent site and you're and if, if he's going on there and he's seeing that a thousand people are currently downloading the witness that is not a thousand lost sales sure I'm just I'm just making sure that that's being taken mm. into account here. Sure, sure. Um, but like I was saying, when I when I was downloading games previously, I probably actually played. Like I burned, put the disc, like having a binder, well, had in a binder. Um, I probably played a third of what I downloaded. Yeah. Just because I was just I was just collecting. It was. I did the same yeah. thing at the outset of like oh when it became possible to do this right, when right. it seemed like a magical bottomless well that you didn't think hurt other people exactly exactly you know, right and then once you realize you know then you're kind of aware and right stuff yeah uh, once again third time said at the beginning said the middle saying it at the end this is not an excuse for it by any means. Um, Plus, I was like 19 years old, and I, I had a job working at a restaurant, and I couldn't afford to buy games. And yeah. I wanted to play what was that, current. That was, my, so like, that was my rationale at the time That as was well. kind of the closest yeah. I could get, you know? Yeah. It's terrible rationale. It, it's, it is. It is. I'm not saying it wasn't. I, I'm it's, not disagreeing with you it's, at all. It's, a, it's, it's people taking luxuries they can't have and making yeah. them their own. You're it absolutely was different right. yeah. when, when it, everybody thought it was a victimless crime. It was different when it wasn't taking money and food out of the mouths of the people who make this content for you. Well, it was it was always doing that. It's just we but didn't, you weren't we didn't aware. Realize that. See, yes. it's it's there was the, no face. That, ladies and gentlemen, is called the difference between between 
being an asshole and not being an asshole is knowing that you're doing something shitty and continuing to do it. Yes. You know what I mean? What was it I said earlier? Dumb dicks? <laughs> you know? yeah. um, look, whether you like Jonathan Blow or not, because there are some people who aren't very fond of his character, um, the guy did work incredibly hard to make something earnest by himself for people. Um, I would buy his game just based on that merit. That it happens to be, so far, one of the most well-reviewed games of the last year? That doesn't hurt. Yep. Um, and, you know, you you heard me, you know, gush about it at the start of the show, and mm-hmm. I maintain all that. It's, You're uh, the fourth person I, yeah. that I actually know that has just, like, spewed joy all over this thing. Yep. Look, even if, I don't care if you like the guy, I don't care if you have a conscience, it's simple math. If you don't give them money and recoup funds, they can't do anything more. Yep. <laughs> if you don't get a paycheck next week, you can't pay your rent. Especially this, <laughs> you know, and yeah. this is literally bankrupted himself to yeah. make this thing. So yeah. I'm like, sure it's just, he's it's, sweating. That's how it works. Like you go to work, get a paycheck. What would you think if they went to, you came in Friday and was like, hey, it's paycheck day. And they're like, oh no, everybody just downloaded your work. You don't get paid this week. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> if something got like, like in case of emergency, break glass serious for Jonathan Blow, he could probably walk into almost any development studio and get a fucking job with his yeah. degree. <laughs> the point is, is you don't want him to do that right. because then another one has joined the empire. He's living the dream. He's doing yeah, his own yeah. thing. He's got his own drum. But that's the strange age we're living in is everybody, everybody's just like, fight the man, you know, nobody, don't fucking, you know, fucking EA, fucking Activision, fucking Ubisoft. But what you don't realize is, is that all you're doing is allowing those guys to thrive by not giving guys like this the opportunity to. Yes. When you take money out of their pocket. Yep. So take whatever money you were going to spend on your destiny ammo and buy the witness <laughs> with it. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. And to any comments about the price, I didn't meant, I didn't talk about this before, but yeah, the game is $40. That is a lot yeah. for an indie title, but I am, I will play this game more and I will enjoy this game more than I have spent on many $60 games. There you go. So. Is it, is it disc based? It's on disc, right? For 40. No bucks. download only. Holy yeah. gee. That's a weird D. Okay, yeah. I get that. Yeah. And let's be nice. Let's be nice. If you would have put it on Xbox One, you'd probably have less people torning it because we can't get our hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's not being pirated on the PS4 either. So yeah, it's just the PC. Yeah, it's just the PC. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, why would you pirate it on a PS4? You get it. <laughs> Exclusivity shekels, man. That's yep, why. Yep, yeah, yeah. He yeah. should have yeah. went all out there and just put it on everything except yeah. the Wii U. Don't do that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? No, but I don't know. It might be easy to solve line puzzles when you've got a tablet in front of you to help yeah. figure those out. That's so. true. The um, yeah, forty the, bucks for digital though. Yeah, that is a weird line to. It, it is a weird, a weird, weird little thing. But um, we are getting that point though. We are getting yeah. the point where discs are a thing. Yeah, like we talk about. Cassettes. It is becoming yeah. a bit blurry. But I mean, like if you think about it, probably forty dollars is how much. I mean, how much are like when you buy the, um, like the the Telltale seasons piecemeal? Like, what does that end up being 20? at the end of the day? 20, 20, 30, 2030. 20, I think $30 for the, the more like brand new, I think like licensed titles, 25 is kind of an average, yeah. Yeah. I think between 25 and 30 bucks. Yeah. For, so compared to that, this being 40, well worth it. I'd yeah. say it's completely justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So. Well, considering there are people who spend $40 on a season pass, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh know. my God. Yeah. The $40 I spent on this compared yeah. to the $40 I spent on the Arkham Knight season pass. Yeah. I, no contest. Or like any of the EA season passes for any of their I games. I forget all those, yeah. those se- the season passes. They, they, they can get up you. there. Yeah. They can get up Speaking there. Speaking of EA, I got fucking really excited because uh, another thing on the radar this week just kind of passed through. Hmm. Um, EA said that uh, uh, Titanfall 2. Mass Effect Andromeda and whatever their next version of Battlefield will be out before March 2017. They're by the next calendar year for mm. them, which starts March 2017. So we're getting Mass Effect Andromeda and Titanfall 2 uh, before the first end of the first quarter of 2017. Wee! I see Mass Titanfall Effect. for holiday. I see Mass Effect after the holiday. Um, I see the opposite. Really? Yeah, because well, I think I think more. so. I think Mass Effect's been in development for longer than Titanfall. Mm. Mm, that's that, probably then true. the fact that Mass Effect's already a big series. Of people and Mass Effect One was a March title before it came out. That's originally true. March. Titanfall would be better off with less competition mm-hmm. after the after the holiday. Okay, yeah. you, you well, sold that, me. And I'm looking at you, Charlie. Like if they put out on a holiday, you'll be the first one in line in December going, "Give me it, the big oh, box, I three thousand dollar one with the mech <laughs> and uh, the the statue and the." I just want to wallow in that universe more. I'll see. I still have to crack the plastic on the trilogy. <laughs> yep. <coughs> uh, stop pirating games. <laughs> yes. And buy Mass Effect 7. Is it? No. 3? No. 5. What are they on? <laughs> this is the part of the show where Goat commits ritual suicide to restore honor to his family name. <laughs> That's my exact response. Honor, family, name. <laughs> it's like I have none of these. It's goat, and there's no there's there's no talk of family, no honor, no. It's it's all out the window. Done. So that'll uh, that'll do it for news this week. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do, pig. Let's put these news down. Oh, that'll do, goat. That'll do. Right, so for uh, for this week's feature, we're going to do another one of our uh, development features. Um, this one's going to be a little bit different. Uh, we were contacted by a developer on Twitter um, whose uh, best pronunciation that we can agree on is Abokadium. Um, it's a developer out of Japan, and um, they are a mobile developer, and they've got a couple games on both the uh, the App Store and the Google Play Store. And they reached out to us, and they asked us to check out their games and to kind of just do some mini-reviews of them. And um, so we're going to do that a little bit. Um, before we jump into that, um, I think we have a little bit of history on the company. Uh, not much. <laughs> just, just a little. Yeah, they're, they're basically a b- brand new company um, out of Japan. They're a subsidiary of another company called Media Kobo in Tokyo. And that's about it. They're very... Uh, so fair, fairly, fairly new developer. Yeah, very, yeah. very new. That's good. So, right. um, but um, so a couple of the games we checked out. Um, so I checked out a game that I am literally playing right now. Um, he, he's, uh, yeah. he's playing it with the volume down as we speak, as we're recording the episode. <laughs> it's, it's true. Um, and so it's called Greening the Planet. Um, so, so the first thing that I will say that we that we all agreed on is that um, the uh, all of the games from this company are they have a very kind of signature pixel art style that is very well done. I will say. Um, it's it's very mm-hmm. characteristic. It's very um, it, they're, they're, all these games are very unique in, yeah. um, in just in everything about them. Like from gameplay mechanics to just the look to the music to yeah. everything about them. And no one game looks like the other game yes. or, or feels like the other game. They did a really good job of separating um, you know one game from the other so that you're not playing. Uh, you know a lot of mobile developers today 
seem to make like clones of their own games, you know, and they don't seem like they're going for that. They seem like they're trying to put a more yeah, unique no, slant on it. Definitely. So, so in greening the planet, um, it's a, it's it's an extraordinarily simple premise, yet surprisingly addictive. Where basically, you the, the bottom half of your screen is you, you know is a little slice of a planet that you're on, and there are asteroids that pass by overhead. And the the gist of the game is that you need to collect resources um, by blowing up these asteroids and calling them the, and causing those elements and resources and whatever to fall down to your planet. Um, and uh, you know there are there there are different kinds, but they all break down to the same basic value. It's not like there's different um, you know different kinds of resources for different purposes. It's just like they just appear visually different, have different values. Is all it is. And then you collect those resources by dragging your finger over them, and um, which then you. You can then either put into upgrading the capabilities of your weapons to be able to blow up uh, more powerful and bigger asteroids quicker, um, or into um, uh, being able to actually collect resources automatically while you're not even playing the game, and it'll send you notifications letting you know when your when your automatic resource collectors are full, and um, you can go in and empty them, or um, to. Uh, um, have basically sensors point out the asteroids that have more valuable resources hidden inside them. Um, and, but all of that is done for the sole purpose of being able to collect more resources faster, which then you put into increasing the green percentage of your planet, greening the planet, as you would expect from the name. And um, I don't know what happens when you reach 100%, but I, I presume that you beat the game. Um, or maybe just start over. I'm not really sure. But... Um, yeah, how, I, how green are you? I'm currently... <laughs> well, I'm currently at 70... I'm filling up right now at 76%. And um, I've only been playing this for about a day. Um, for I mean, just, just just maybe all combined between my various sessions, like an hour, maybe. Maybe maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe two at the most. Um, Deceptively simple, though. Yes. Um, I, we, we were talking about it before uh, recording, and, and one of the things that Charlie pointed out that we noted was is even though... You know, at at surface glance, it seems very almost too simple. Like there's, you do one thing, you shoot it. It, it seems like uh, it, you're still playing. You're playing it while we're recording. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, you, you, you're fixated on it. And um, one thing I I definitely noted uh, when when playing everything is is that of the four titles that we had the option to play on the uh, you know the the Play Store. Every single one of them had noticeably different and very distinct music that really not only fit the look of each game, but were pretty like catchy, happy little tunes. Like they were really good for for each of the apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the one thing I've noticed is that the um, the difficulty in blowing up asteroids increases dramatically as you green your planet further. And so, just a tip to players that are che- want to check out this game: get ahead of yourself in upgrading your weapons because. When you get to the point where you're having a hard time blowing up weapons, you're kind of between a rock and a hard place because now you have no money and you need to buy better weapons, but it's going to be hard to get that money because you're already having a hard time blowing up the asteroids. So definitely stay ahead of where you need to be for the asteroids that are floating overhead. Um, As long as you do that, um, it goes goes by pretty uh, pretty smoothly, but still very addictive. Um, John, what was the? How, it's it's not a game, but what was the app that you checked out? <clears throat> um, the one that I spent time with was um, it was called Lucky Four Leaf, um, which they don't really uh, they don't really describe it or bill it as a game. Um, it's, it's listed on the App Store as a lifestyle app. As a lifestyle <laughs> app, uh, the description for it uh, literally reads: uh, "Collect lucky clovers and lucky four leaf and keep them with you as a charm." So it it. 
it kind of seems to tie into horoscope use. It asks you for a little bit of basic information uh, pertaining to your birthday and uh, gives you, I mean, you literally collect these four leaf clovers as charms and then it'll kind of give you this matchup for like whatever your horoscope is. You can click on another horoscope and see what your sort of, you know, compatibility with that sign is. Oh, sure. Um, so it's not, it's not a game. It's as they said, a lifestyle app. Um, I, I, I was a little bit confused as to what to do with this one. Um, outside of as exactly as they said, just, uh, find four leaf clovers. It says find the four leaf clover to make your day happy. Collect lucky clovers and lucky four leaf and keep them with you as a charm. Simply by tapping your screen, you can collect, uh, four leaf clovers on your smartphone to check your daily horoscope. Just enter your birthday. You can check how your day would be. Uh, regardless of where you may be, uh, you can check your love, work, or uh, work or study, money, and overall horoscopes, as well as lucky color and lucky number. Um, you can also check your lucky time and unlucky time as well. Um, they're covering all the bases, man. They got everything on this cover. So what is your lucky time today, John? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say right now while we're recording the show. <laughs> I think that's my lucky time today, considering my son was a uh, you know a hell beast today. Ah. Today is right now is my lucky time. Um, so I, am not necessarily, um, <clears throat> sure how I would ex- explain this app to somebody. Um, the games are really straightforward and very, uh, intuitive. There's, you know, um, very easy to pick up and play. No problem. Um, but I'm not so sure how I would explain this one to people. I, I don't know if, if I personally would have a use for it. It seems, uh, it doesn't seem like, like this, this is the kind of thing that, um, Western sensibilities would, would yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something that, I mean, we all kind of agreed, uh, I'm sure, probably a little bit. Maybe, maybe this is, uh, I don't know if this is something that's based on a popular style of, of app in, in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that there's anything quite like this here, for better or for worse. I'm not, uh, not really sure how to explain this one right. to folks. Goat, what was the app you checked out? Uh, the one I got hooked into, other than the greenie. Because that's that sucked all of a sudden. Uh, oh, you're, was, you're sucked on that one too. Oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> uh, was uh, and and equally as fun and kind of simple uh, was a uh, Boost Beast. This is a this is an interesting take on an old favorite. So you've got the the grid puzzle where you're kind of like the bejeweled. Go mm-hmm. figure. I get hooked on this again. <laughs> and, um, but there's a twist. So you're matching animals in your your bejeweled grid, right? Mm-hmm. And they are actually going up top. A, and you're going across a plane, and lines of other animals that you're fighting oh, okay. are going there to progress to the level. You have to match the right color to the right color to beat the animals, and you go through the level that way. And then when you get to the end of the level, the puzzle's done. So there's like two things going on simultaneously, but it, it again, uh, super addictive. Uh, I mean, uh, the music, music's on par, gets you going, um, still pixelated. So, I mean, they've got that down to a science. But it's definitely an, an addicting app. They do this right. They 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 know what they're doing. They, they they're doing it right. Like the casual side of it is definitely there. And their their pixel art has kind of of a distinct look too. I mean, there's a lot of people who do pixel art out there, mm-hmm. but a lot of it, I'm not sure whether it's intentional for a lot of companies where it looks very old fashioned while looking old fashioned. This right. looks modern. It looks yes. like modern pixel art. Yeah. The way I would say that, like Fez had like a modern pixel art style yeah, to yeah. it. This is something yeah. that I would I would say is similar in that way where you've got something that 
it looks more animated than it should look for pixel art. It's really well animated. Definitely. Well, yeah. I, 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 I think there's a, there's a line there where if there's pixel art, which is this, and then there's like the retro where they put a number bit on their pixel art. This is not like the 8-bit style or anything like that. This is just regular sure, yeah, pixel yeah. art. They, they don't, yeah, like like 8-bit slash 16-bit yeah. style. They, yeah. don't, they don't lock themselves into those, yeah. those boundaries this of that This is just pixelated yeah. art, <laughs> which I think helps. And so the last game that, that they have available is, um, is uh, the other game that I checked out. It's called Pix... I, I pronounce it Pixel, but it's P-I-C-K-X-E-L-L. So Pixel, Pixel, I don't know. But... Um, so this is a this is a take on there have been a couple games like this where it's like yeah you, you type you you have to tap on the right or left side of the screen to switch back and forth to move down a path and you, the faster you do it while avoiding obstacles the you know the higher score you get or whatever that I've played a couple games that are kind of like that um but this one is again um in the the same pixel art you know vein that they that they that we've been talking about with their other games and this is done in uh in almost like a dig dug slash steam world digs slash spl- not, not spelunky but uh but uh kind of fashion where you're a little robot guy and you're digging down and um between the two columns that you have to switch back and forth between there are either um just regular stones that you have to dig through um stones that contain jewels which are currency which again much like um greening the planet you get upgrades and things like that where you can you know be able to dig faster and uh dig for longer and things like that um there are obstacles that you have to get around or there are also you know death spots where if you accidentally dig into one of them um you uh you're you know the level's over and you're done um but uh but yeah so this it's it's another you know very simplistic game premise but presented in a way that's stylish stylistic and cute and kind of unique and um i kind of dug it no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) the accidental pun yeah (laughs) um um, I, I showed you guys this one a little bit. Did you guys um, go? Did you get? Did you get a chance to play Pixel at all? I've actually played Pixel for uh, a, a while. Oh, have you? Oh, okay. Um, it was kind of funny. I was already playing their game before they got a hold of us. Oh, nice. Like, oh, I'm familiar with your stuff. Yeah, it's um, the main character reminds me of Shovel Knight. Yeah, like like a, like a chibi Shovel yeah, Knight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can I can totally see that. So it's it's it mindlessly addicting. Like I found yeah. myself I'm like, oh, it's been an hour on my. Phone. Hmm, I need to go do something. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, the um, so the thing that you might get in common uh, from the three games that we talked about, you know, Lucky Four Leaf is kind of its own thing. You know, I think that's a a cultural thing that we just don't get here. That's an app. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Def- <laughs> it's definitely an app, not a game. Yeah. But be, you know, uh, beyond that, it's yeah. an app that I still don't even understand. Yeah. But um, between the other three, uh, you know, gr- uh, Green the Planet, Pixel, and Boost Beast, um, you know, they. Uh, what they all seem to have in common is that they're relatively simple premises, um, but done in a way that's stylistic and with good music, and that's that's done in a way that just makes it like weirdly addicting. Mm-hmm. Um, would you guys agree with that statement? Yeah, no, I would say that because um, I wasn't when we started recording, but I am now currently <laughs> shooting rocks out of the sky. <laughs> And and greening up my planet. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that you guys have a winner on your hands with this one because all three of us have been literally uh, unprofessionally playing a game while recording this particular segment, that's, that's which is true. a good sign for you guys with that stuff. So, so um, it's a really fun little game, really quirky little game. The um the what I can what I the, the other kind of not- notable thing for me about Obokadium is that they're less than a year old in terms of their age on the app yeah, these, store. These are all. 
brand new like yeah i, th- I think shiny <laughs> i think i saw that that greening the planet was their first i think um which came out in march of 2015 um the other three came out like like pixel just came out i think in like december yeah um lucky for leaf was like november and then Boost Beast, I think, was a little bit before then, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah, it's but, all 2015. All yeah, this all has t- happened. Yeah. This, that's why there's no history within a year here. They have so, not made um, history. Yeah, yeah. Do have history? <laughs> the um, and like Green the Planet right now, it's um, you know just to give an example, it has on the App Store um, four and a half star review out of five you know out of five stars with 363 ratings. And the way the App Store reviews work is that they reset with with each new version release. So that's just on the current version. Um, that's and, good uh, numbers. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, looking at all versions, um, of five five thousand and eight ratings still maintained a four and a half out of five star um, review there. And for something that's, and you know, it's it's originally I was going to say this as a knock because, but I, I feel like as I've been talking, listening to myself talk about how much I enjoy playing this like completely pointless game. <laughs> it's it's like it's, it's that's the thing I was going to say. Yeah, you know, they're 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 fun, but they're they're utterly. They're they're ultimately yeah, pointless. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say something that I think is is a positive thing in that favor. Um, in a market full of games where everybody is just trying to get you to spend a zillion dollars on microtransactions, mm-hmm. it's nice to play something that is just trying to get you to play it. Not not. And that's the thing. So yeah. there's you know the the notable thing here about all of these apps are free. And they don't appear to have any in-app purchases. Um, Very non-intrusive ads. Yeah. Very yes. non-intrusive. They they have they have they have some uh, you know, a banner ad up at the top that 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 rotates, um, but that appears to be their only source of monetization. Here is yeah. um, just uh, just the banner ads that are up at the top, and uh, you know, it clearly taps into ad cookies in there because I'm seeing ads for things I've been looking at Amazon, you know, <laughs> which is fine, but because uh, that's how ads work, but. Um, you know, it uh And even even I've noticed like you'll see them when you start playing, but like a minute two in, they dis- I stopped noticing them. Yeah, yeah they absolutely. just disappear into the uh, the ether in your mind. Yeah. So so it looks like Boost Beast does have some in app purchases for jewels. Hmm. Um but uh go it doesn't sound like you've had a need no, for that at I all. I haven't even hit any need for that. Yep. And uh, ah, and Pixel also has um, packs that you can buy for the, uh, that in-app currency, where you can buy upgrades. Green the Planet has nothing, absolutely no, <laughs> no, no in-app purchases. Just that banner ad that runs at the top, um, and it's it's not even across the entire screen. It's just across like a little part of it. Or at least on my iPad, maybe on the yeah. mobile, it's across the whole screen, but because uh, it's smaller. But um, but yeah, no. Uh, so. Kind of, kind of to culminate everything we've been saying here. Um, kind of some impressive offerings from a newer developer with a, a unique style, great music, um, um, and uh, yeah. I mean, like so far, I'm impressed, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna continue to blow up asteroids for absolutely no reason. <laughs> I'm whatsoever. still doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> and, but and like, then, and like I said before, these guys. That's what an app's supposed to be. It's supposed to be mindless, you know, filling the gaps, fun, and they're doing it right. Yeah. Now I want to I want to say this too, um, Abokadiem, the folks listening there, because um, I'm sure that you will read the show, and I do not in any possible way wish to offend you. This is a compliment coming from me on Gamerhead Radio, especially if you've heard the show. Um, I will really enjoy playing this while I poop. <laughs> yes, yes, that is a compliment. I hope you're not yes. offended. Please don't be. That's a great thing for me. It's a great thing for many of us yes. here in the United States. Well, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the <laughs> the bar. <laughs> Yeah. Is it for, for mobile life? games, absolutely. <laughs> That's their mobile. I'm still playing it <laughs> right now. I'm still playing it. I can't stop. 
Um, get the laser. I find that to be, that's my favorite yeah, weapon. I'm gonna like a level nine laser. That that does some damage. Yep. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Boy, these asteroids start coming quickly though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so, so uh, thumbs up on our side apparently. Yeah, I, I'm the greeting. I'm glad they I'm I'm glad they reached out to us. Um, you know, originally I was a uh, you know I was wondering a little bit because you know and some of you might be thinking it's like oh you know we're we're talking great about this this developer and to be very clear they're doing nothing for us here no. <laughs> like you know the, these games were you know they're all free in the app store so they weren't given to us by the developer they just asked us to check them out and give our give our well, honest opinions that and you've listened to the show we're not out here to kiss ass <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> if your game sucks we're gonna tell you yeah, exactly these don't like flat out yeah, they, they, yeah they're they don't. cool little games man I dig them <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. So, um, yeah, to wrap it up, we're uh, we're impressed with Oboka DMs. Or I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, <laughs> but um, you should just change it to that because that kind of rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> we're we're impressed with their app uh, with their offerings so far, mm-hmm. except for that lucky charm thing. That's just weird. For <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So thanks for reaching out to us, guys. And um, um, all of the games, all the games and app that we've talked about are available on both um, iOS App Store and Android Play Store. So yeah. So you can save your planet too <laughs> yes yes and shoot asteroids out of the sky for for Nothing. mindless entertainment while, while you defecate so <laughs> um all right so um that's our little uh, roundup of uh a boca diem and so with that um we don't have a mailbag this week because we didn't ask a question at the end of our last episode and um just Could because really? yeah how do you follow that seriously um so um yeah again thanks to um to um chris abbott and to a john put the game away i'm listening i'm i'm, I'm listening intently <laughs> um so thanks to uh to chris abbott and to uh to anime apocalypse for having us out last week we had we had, we had an absolute blast um uh, as far as Gamerheads Radio's futures, you guys should be seeing the uh, the the year-end survey pop up sometime this week, and maybe just maybe maybe the best of 2015 episode in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> what you thought you forgot, Charlie? Beginning? I just, Survey? Yeah, just whatever. Shush, go. End of year show, beginning of year survey. I thought that's how we did. We might be mixing around. Maybe we should mix it around. Shh. Maybe we should do the best of 2016 show first before there's anything. It makes it easier on you. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and um, so you'll be seeing that soon. We um, um, And I'm going to put this out there. Um, Gamerhead Radio is currently looking for for somebody that uh, might be interested in um, helping us out for the low, low price of free. That's, that's <laughs> called an intern yes. in the professional we're world, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, we're looking for somebody who might be interested in helping us out with some booking slash PR stuffs. Um, uh, with um, kind of helping us you know, just uh, seek out and fill out applications and put in requests to do live shows at, at conventions and other, um, and other events that we can get to, um, you know, and just kind of, uh, kind of helping us with, uh, you know, keep, keeping an eye on the internet side of things that isn't necessarily the gaming world, which is what we try to focus on in between all the other umpteen billion things that we have to worry about <laughs> in our normal non-gamerhead related lives. So, um, the non-glamorous side is what we're yes, looking for. That. So if you happen to, um, have some free time, and are a fan of the show and have any interest in helping out, um, please uh, email us at editors at Gamerhead Radio and um, just let us know who you are and why you're interested and um, what you think you could do to help. And um, 
you know, we, uh, you know, we, uh, if, uh, if, you, if, you, if you fit the bill, you might be able to say that you have helped out Gamerhead Radio in some fashion. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk further and see if we can, uh, see if we get along. But yeah. Um, but uh, aside from that, um, Gamerhead doesn't have anything to announce at this particular time. Um, do you guys have anything that you want to plug coming up? Um, you know, probably going to wait a little bit longer to announce anything, but there's a couple of really kind of <laughs> really rad developments coming down the pipeline for villains. We got, uh, some auditions opened up. Uh, there may be some new villains joining the rank and I, and I laugh because Charlie and goat already know, uh, you know, but they're, they're, uh, I'll just say this. Um, there is at least one new villain that has already been, um, Assimilated. Assimilated I think was the word, was the word yeah. that I used. Resistance was futile. Um, and you, uh, um, all of you listening at home will will appreciate it later. But uh, it's uh, in the beginning stages of getting this person trained up and turning them into a new villain. Um, but that's all I will say about it for now. There yeah, may be possibly the one more coming the, down the, the pipeline. The pony head just isn't fitting on. Oh, wait. No, yeah. out of the bag? No, <laughs> wait. My wife got it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what... But, but, that and we will i'm just gonna say it now i put it out there we will be debuting a new show and new costumes very very soon i know i've been talking about it since probably uh september Mm -hmm. uh but we for a multitude of reasons actually have to we literally have to make new costumes and (laughs) and get this new stage show up off the ground so no it's not because i'm getting fatter go um I mean, I am getting fatter, but that's not why. Um, but yeah, yeah. So um, soon, there's going to be a album being finished is imminent. New stage shows imminent. New band members are imminent. Shit's finna get real. All right, goat. No, I got nothing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yep, me either. So, um, John, I will. I will we'll leave it at that. And yeah. so, um, thank you all very much for listening. If you've liked what you heard, you can find us at gamerheadradio.com, at facebook.com backslash gamerheadradio, at google.com backslash plus gamerheadradio, and at Twitter at gamerheadradio, where I'm at TEK Charlie, John is at Fallon Flynn, and Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. You can email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or call and leave us a message at 94926 Gamer. Uh, please download the official Gamerhead Radio app on Google Play, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Um, thank you very much for listening. This has been yet another episode of Gamerhead Radio. Megan, Megan will listen to this episode and she'll come to me and she'll be like, who are you fucking? Like, she'll get all serious <laughs> with me. I'll be like, what? And then she'll be like, you guys are idiots. And then she'll walk out of the room. Um, I, I had the biggest fucking faux pas of my life the other day. Uh, you know when you're like, you're trying to, you're multitasking, you're doing too many things and you're, you're, you're trying to carry on a conversation while you're doing something else. I was reading something and Megan was talking to me. We were talking about like some up, upcoming like dietary changes we're planning to make. And, um, I meant to say, I was looking at something on my Xbox one while I was scrolling through the store Uh and 
what I meant to say was that's fine because as of tomorrow, um, I'm, I'm, I'm back on the diet wagon with some things, some select things. Whenever I go into a diet, I ramp up. Like I cut, I just start cutting things out until it doesn't bother me. Like I can't cold turkey shit. So, right. So what I meant to say was that's fine. As of tomorrow, um, I'm back on the diet wagon. What came out of my mouth <laughs> because of something I must have seen scrolling because I was zoning out was that's fine because as of tomorrow, I'm back on the dating wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, I didn't even think about it. And Megan goes, what? <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, you're back on the dating wagon. I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, that's what you just said. I was just like, I looked at her and I was just like, oh, <laughs> well, that's not what I meant. <laughs> she goes, well, that's what you said. And I was just like, but it's not true. <laughs> I was like, uh, are you going to leave me? It's just totally sarcastic like that. And she goes, no. It's like, okay. I can't believe I told that pissing on a Ferrari story. That was drunk, John. <laughs> I, I watched that I'd forgotten about it and when I got to it I was just like oh no because I'm very I'm actually not proud of that at all but it happened what are those, you're yelling at yourself going don't do it man don't do it it was not good <laughs>